today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Payless Shoes going out of business, seeking creditor protection, closing stores in Canada. I think about 248 stores uh, total in Canada will shut down. Uh, 2,400 people employed. Uh, what went wrong? Cheap shoes. It sounds like it would work. Marvin Ryder's with us, business professor at Root School of Business, McMaster University, and with us now. Marvin, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Glad to be here, Scott. So it sounds like a great concept. People aren't buying less shoes. What happened here? Mm-hmm. So let me just give you a little history. Payless Shoes started at about the same time Sears started back in the 1950s with a rather simple business model. We're going to give you good quality shoes, but at a relatively low price, really something that the middle class uh, definitely desired. Not necessarily high fashion, but certainly within the fashion range. And that seemed to work really well for four or five decades. And now that we're into the 2010s, uh, a couple of things happened. First, Payless was very, very slow to get into the online world. Almost every bricks-and-mortar retailer has to have an online presence as well, not necessarily for order fulfillment, but today a lot of people like to go online to do the shopping and then go to the store to pick it up, uh, but they just were very slow to have this. As well, they had um, had a change in ownership and the new owners, this is an old story, loaded up on some debt, and then with all that extra debt, they were having problems making payments. So in the summer of 2017, just about 18 months ago, Payless went into bankruptcy protection. And when it emerged, they announced they were closing two or 300 stores and that they had reduced, they had reduced their debt load. But it now turns out, in hindsight, nowhere near as much as it should have. And then, after emerging from bankruptcy protection, shot themselves in the foot, not once but twice. The first time, around the Christmas season, of uh, that would be 2017, they had a problem getting deliveries of shoes from their suppliers, so they had uh, poor inventory at a time that people buy shoes. And then last year, in the summer of 2018, in the back-to-school season, they had a major computer fa- failure. That caused the problems to be isolated in the stores. The one store couldn't talk to another store, couldn't reorder. That led to a very poor back-to-school season, so then no surprise that they're seeking creditor protection again. There is one odd footnote to this story, Scott. While Payless is going under in Canada and the United States, and as you point out, thousands of people losing their jobs, they aren't actually going to completely disappear. About 400 to 500 Payless stores in other parts of the world are going to continue on, uh, and I'm gathering that's because it's easier for them to get the shoes into those marketplaces, and those marketplaces didn't see the stumbles that they had in North America. Is this largely due to, similar to a Sears, just not or just failing to technologically advance throughout time? And keep in contact with your target market, absolutely. Both of them did the same thing. They, they sort of fell into a rut. They kept doing the same thing over and over and again. And as the, the middle class evolved a little bit and said, well, I'm looking for this and I'm looking for that, they were just too slow to respond. And in this world of retail, it is a highly competitive space so if you screw up in some way, if you aren't paying attention to what your consumers want, someone else is going to take your breakfast away from you. And that could be Walmart on one hand, Costco on another. There are other shoe stores. You know, you, you put a little gap in the market space. I'll come in and fill that if you won't. And then once those consumers switch, it's very hard to get them to come back. Who is beating them in this space? Who has taken over? Well, certainly Walmart would be one example in the bricks and mortar space. Walmart today for the middle class gives some tremendous values in shoes. Just recently, I, I needed a pair of slippers, in-home slippers. My old mm-hmm. slippers had worn out. And for $12 or $14, I got a perfectly fine pair of slippers at Walmart. 
you know, they're not high fashion, but who's ever going to see? Because I'm just going <laughs> to pat around. You don't wear them to class, do you, Marvin? No, no, no. And they're not velvet, and I don't wear them with my tuxedo. <laughs> so, you know, no one's going to see them. On the other hand, if you take Amazon and all kinds of other small shoe retailers that then have an Amazon store, they have also taken the online space. And that's what I'm saying. In this world, it, the, the, these competitors are so sophisticated that if you screw up, they're going to take advantage of that, and then it's very hard for you to keep going. Would an online presence have saved them? Well, they had an online presence, and in fact, the online presence is shutting down even as we speak, so that um, uh, they don't, they, they're going to shut that side first. They had an online presence, but they were just so slow to it. They only opened it just truly a few years ago when our shopping habits online were already getting fairly well established. Uh, this is what I say to many companies, you know, if you want to have, whether it's a website or now today a lot of social media, if you're only thinking about it now, you're late to the game. And mm. consumers who are already using these media to do their shopping, they already have well-established habits. It's going to be very hard to get them to come see you now. Uh, do shoes sell well online? Well, to some extent. So there are certain kinds of shoes that people buy that I would call them standard, and therefore I can look at them right. online. I don't necessarily need to try them on because mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty basic stuff. I, I don't know, let's say a, a black, uh, black uh, uh, lace-up shoes that you might wear for work or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the minute you start moving into any kind of fashion content, or especially today in athletic footwear, people do need to try them on. So I can go online, see if you've got some Nikes in stock or you've got some... Uh, 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 adidas in stock and go okay i think that one looks good but i'm going to go to the store but again remember what that does it allows me to be a better hunter rather than having to waste all that time in the mall going store to store trying to find what i want i can go online find who has something that looks like it might be right for me instantly go in and i can get out of there much faster that's the combination that seems to be working very well today uh, it, it seemed a while ago we were doing a story about uh, Paylessy, which was Payless that opened up some sort of uh, discount boutique between two larger stores. I don't know if you remember hearing about that. And then they got mm-hmm. a lot of uh, virtual traffic on that and, and eventually made a commercial out of it. It seemed quite cutting edge, obviously too little too late. Too little too late. I think that's the case. And then, you know, uh, it, the other problem they have is that so they emerged from bankruptcy protection in 2017. All right. People have given you a second chance. Now you've got to be hitting a consistent range of singles and doubles and triples out of the park. You can't make a mistake when you're emergency from bankruptcy protection. And instead, they just stumbled and stumbled and stumbled. Compare this, for instance, to Stelco that emerged from bankruptcy protection about 18 months ago, almost at the same time as Payless. But they have been hitting not only singles and doubles, but the odd home run along the way, and now doing very well, thank you very much, and customers have come back and are supporting the company. It's just funny how this goes. You just can't screw up when you are emerging from bankruptcy protection. Will somebody replace them in this space, or will it be like a Walmart department store type of thing? Yeah, so I, a couple of different answers there. There are already shoe stores in the space, and uh, I'm not expecting to hear any of them suddenly saying, well, we're going to open 20 more stores or 100 more stores to take over the space. But people have already begun to position themselves to take from Payless in North America. I, I think some of the business, as, as you just said a minute ago, I was going to go back to Walmart, we'll go to Amazon. But um, I, don't worry if you're a consumer that uh, uh, needs choice. For instance, in Canada, we have something called Discount Shoe Warehouse, that really is the exact same model as Payless. 
they'll be more than glad to welcome your business. Marvin Ryder has been with us, business professor at Groot School of Business, McMaster University, talking about Payless Shoes closing their doors. Marvin, as always, thank you for the time, especially on vacation. We greatly appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's not too bad. I'm not getting the, the ice storm that you've got, but it's cold here in Palm Springs, too, so I'm happy to chat with you. All right. Thank you, Marvin. Much appreciated. Have yourself a great day. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.